Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. Okay, so, Bearing the Burdens podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are on day six of Bearing the Burden, the study devotional. Um, and this one is where it's going to get a little bit interesting because today we are going to be talking about Itmasa, which is the burden or, or when it says in Galatians chapter six, verse two, we are to bear one another's burden. So we are moving on to, uh, verse two of Galatians chapter six, finally, but we're going to, of course, um, translate it through Hebrew to give you a better understanding of what Paul or Shaul is actually saying. So in Hebrew, you would say Shaul et Masa, okay? Or et Masa, meaning the burden. Now, the first thing we have to do is to understand that when this is translated into Hebrew, it doesn't say bear one another's burdens, it's bear his own burden. And in so doing teaching others how to bear their burdens. So to properly to properly treat this portion of scripture, we're going to need to define the word burden to start off with, right? So I'm going to go back to Numbers chapter 4, verse 27, because that's when it um it the the word first appears regarding the, the priesthood. Okay. Um so Numbers 4.27 says, All the service of the sons of the Gershonites, that is, all their loads and all their work, shall be performed at the command of Aaron and his sons. And you shall assign to them as a duty all their loads, all of their burdens. Okay. Now what's interesting about the Hebrew word for burden is its definition, right? So when we define burden, it's kind of what you would think. It means a heavy load, uh, to be lifting, to bearing, or one of the interesting words is that it's often also, I should say, defined as tribute. So when we look at this, I want to call your attention to that latter part of the definition, meaning um, tribute. Now, one of the things that when we look at Numbers 427, and of course we're talking about the priesthood, is that all of the the load and the works of the Gershonites are now being turned over to Aaron and the priesthood. So the priesthood were going to bear these works. They were going to bear these duties. They were going to carry them um, on behalf of the Gershonites because the Gershonites now have been eliminated from the the picture for whatever reason. So when we, you know, talk about now this word tribute, as it would appear in Atmasa, um, We've been talking, let me just say this. We've been talking a lot about self-examination and preparing ourselves for ministry, right? And the entire purpose of Galatians chapter 6, 1 through 4 is about not only the burden bearing, but it's about helping others and not being tempted in the process. So in essence, when we minister to others in need, we take on the duties of the priesthood, the kohanim. Right? So, 
what we find here is a great definition of some of what the Kohanim does in Numbers 4, 27, right? So that um, we're going to take on the loads of their work um, and that we're going we're gonna to be assigned as a duty as well. Like So in other words, a service. We're going to perform a service for those who are who can't do it or struggling. Now, when we look at the scripture in Hebrew, you're going to see that um, if you have the study notes, let me just say that the the term masa um, appears three times in Numbers chapter 4, verse 27. And it's interesting because when you look at the three times that it appears, the English translation... Um, is translated the first time as a task, the second time as a duty, and a third time, which is interesting, to guard as in an assignment. You see? So one of the... This is kind of taking on a life of its own now, if you're, if you're, you're understanding, because as I said earlier, when we define the Hebrew word for burden... Okay, um, one of the definitions is a tribute. And now when we look at how it's translated into English, um, masa is used the three the masa term is used three times um, and it to mean um, those the tasks, duties, and to guard as an assignment. Now what we derive from these definitions is that an, a burden, is an assignment. It's a duty. It's something that God has called us to defeat. You see, when we come to the Messiah, we're bringing everything with us, all the baggage, all the consequences from sin throughout however many years you lived before you come to Jesus moment, guilt, condemnation, shame, oppressions, depressions, anxiety, stressors, all of these things are being brought. Um, so what's interesting is when we look at this definition, these things are being brought as an assignment now. So we, 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 we get saved, we have a burden, and God says basically now you have a homework, you have a duty. Um, and your duty and your homework, if you so choose, is to defeat these things, defeat these burdens. Your job is to root them out. And when you root them out and you defeat them, then your job is to guard against any repercussions they might have. So I'm going to say that again. When in the midst, and God uses trials and tribulations. And he uses all kinds of different life experiences to root these things out. To help us to become more mature in him. And not only that, but develop a more, um, a, a, a more special relationship with him. See, and let us not forget either that God does not command us to do these things. He doesn't tell us that we have to do them. He wants us to choose to do them. Right? So when we 
enter in those burdens that we are dealing with, that we are feeling is our first assignment. It's a task, right? It's a task. It's, it's, he's tasking us with something. He's saying, now that you're here and now that we have a relationship, I want to take you to the next level so that you can be healthy and that you can have the promise of life and have it more abundantly and that you can be an overcomer uh, overcomer and be in freedom and have liberty over your own life so that these things will go away and then if you choose to do so you can be in a living embodiment of who I am what I do and you can even get to the point where you're you're a living expression of my love grace and mercy but to do that we have to defeat these things, root them out, and guard against them. Now, when we defeat them and we root them out and we have the freedom and we have the liberty, here's where the, the, the definition of burden comes in because what do we do? We give them as a tribute to God. You see, we declare these things holy unto God because it was defeated in the spirit and it was sacrificed for righteousness. So now we basically come before our God, our King, and say, Holy Spirit of God, Heavenly Father, um, I these things that I've taken with me, that I've overcome, and I'm 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 in, I'm in you know I'm in joyful and I'm thankful. I hand them to you as a tribute to your love grace, mercy, your respect, and to you keeping your promise that you were going to deliver me from those things. So it's interesting because as the priests were charged with bearing this load on behalf of others, we are given the same task, you see. And the idea here is that we don't bear it for them. We bear it for ourselves, right? So understand, it says bear one another's burdens in English, but in Hebrew, we are to bear our own burden. It actually says bear his own burden, meaning we bear our own burdens. And the idea is if we can defeat those burdens in our lives, and we can guard against them because we've hit that maturity level where we're constantly on guard as an assignment, then what we can do is we can teach others how to defeat them as well. And that's what, in the, in the end, that's what it means to bear someone else's burden. Is not We're not going to come alongside of them and actually do it for them. What we're going to do is talk them through it pray them through it, walk with them through it, and give them all of the tools and then eventually the testimony that they will need. And we give them the tools through our own testimony, which is why, you know, we go to people who struggle with the same things, which is also why Paul says you better guard against it because you can fall back into that lifestyle if you haven't defeated it. So the question now is this, have you rejoiced in sacrificing your heaviest burdens as holy unto God? Have you given them to him as a tribute? Have you learned to keep them at bay and when tempted, 
Can you turn away from them and turn towards God? And have you represented yourself as the living embodiment of the defeat of that assignment? And that you are actively guarding your heart against those? So again, I hope that this is a little bit more of an eye-opening um, you know, review of day number, what are we on? Day number six in the study notes. Um, and I hope it has blessed you. Um, and as always, God, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom, peace. In the precious name of Jesus, our Messiah, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace. Round to my